Hey everyone. Hey guys, I'm, I'm Zandy. I'm Jin. And this is We, we Used to, to Be, be married. married, a podcast about two hot ass college kids who dated, broke up, dated again, broke up again, had a baby, got married, got divorced, and, and we're, we're still, still friends. friends. Welcome to episode three. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by nothing no one. Cause, yet. Because we're still newbies. Yeah, we're still trying things out. Like, look at this new back setup that we've got going on. Yeah. Something new, add a little bit of texture, a little bit of fun. New hair. Oh, I got it. So I got a haircut because, I mean, listen, you're gonna you're gonna always gonna be the pretty one in this podcast. Thank you. you know, thank um, you very much. But I don't want to be so far behind, so I mm-hmm. want to try a little bit more. Yeah. So I got a special uh, hair treatment done. So for those of you who are only listening and who can't see the screen right now, Jin got a perm. A Korean perm. Korean man perm. And I have this little curl now I could do in the front of my little Superman curl. He's also here. wearing like a floral yeah. button up yeah. with a... Wait, show your chain. Oh, the gold chain. Yeah, yeah. This is from my girlfriend, Adrian. Yes. For Christmas. And so I am rocking the island guy vibe. Gangster Korean... Something, yeah. Uh, <laughs> K-pop manager vibe. Yeah. Oh, manager. Okay, because I'm not young enough to be a K-pop star. Right. Yeah, yeah. You look like you could manage a K-pop group. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had my glory days as well. Also, your features are not as feminine as they would need to be to be in a K-pop group. That's true, but that can also be changed. Yeah, you need a nose job. Wow. (laughs) Wow. She just went right for it. Like She's been (laughs) thinking about it for years and years, and now she was just like, this is my chance. Get a fucking nose job. No, it's just because their noses are so like Narrow and tiny, like a cartoon. Like a yeah. manga. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't, I mean, I don't hate my nose, but it, I understand it's like not the most, um, you know, like magazine looking modeling nose. It's fine. I also have a deviated it, septum, so even better. Hey, it works. It does. And you're still getting jobs with that nose. Yeah, so good yeah, job. Good yeah. for you. Maybe I'll get more jobs with a new nose. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways, today's uh, episode is about cancer versus marriage. uh, Who's the winner? You won't believe what happens next. (laughs) Clickbait. Wait, quick question. I also want to celebrate something real quick. Um, So you and I uh, survived COVID. Oh my gosh. So between episode two and three, I had to take some time off to record because we Came, we got COVID. Yeah, after, finally. Finally, after two years of being really vigilant, like two and a half years. Two and a half. You know what I mean? I, and, and the thing is, like, we did good. We we did the socially responsible things. We did everything we needed to do. And at this point, I think it became a matter of when, not mm-hmm. if, we were going to get it. Sure. And you know, the vaccine worked. Like, we had some residual effects, but we got through it. And I think it was more like, for me, it was emotionally a little damaging because I was like, oh man, I felt like a unicorn. I hadn't gotten the original. I hadn't gotten Omarion. I hadn't gotten Unicron. I hadn't gotten Zeta, Beta, Alpha, none of those. And then I finally got, I don't even know which one I got. Yeah, we don't know. Now that we finally got it, it's like a relief, but also I don't feel like a unicorn anymore. Did you have any symptoms? I had a cough and a sore throat. Okay. Yeah. So I had a cough, a sore throat. I was extremely fatigued and I still have a lingering cough. So if you hear my voice is a little scratchy or if you hear me cough, it's because I'm still going through it. And yes, COVID. Absolutely COVID. <laughs> so yeah, let's celebrate our... Yeah, degrees. and also I thought you were going to say let's celebrate our non-anniversary. 
as in like it was our anniversary of our marriage, but we oh, didn't celebrate it yeah. because we're not married anymore. Yeah, that's right. It so was, uh, April fourth. April fourth. And it is April twenty third now. Yes. But we hadn't recorded since it's been a while, right? Before, yeah, I think it was like three weeks. Yeah. So, so anyway, we're back. Um, yeah, we're back and we're still not married. Thank you. For, <laughs> we're still divorced. Yeah. Thank you for celebrating our non-anniversary out mm-hmm. there. And um, yeah, here's an interesting thing. Talking to the mic. Here's an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at some point people are like, oh my God, like, will they, won't they? Like a Ross and Rachel thing. And <laughs> if this ever gets to a point where someone starts thinking about those questions, let's just say it's never gonna freaking happen so let's put that to bed right now before anything else yeah. gets recorded yeah not gonna happen not gonna happen, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. one thing that i learned in yes. the however many years we've known each other mm-hmm. is that we do not work well in, in a committed relationship um yeah. but we're great friends yeah yeah i think, I think when the, the pressure of being like in a relationship is out of the picture, is mm-hmm. not in the equation, we're like yeah. super good homies. Yeah. Um, so that's why this podcast works. That's why our co-parenting situation works. Yeah. And that's why we'll never be in a relationship. So don't ask, y'all. We're, Stop. Yeah. It's so annoying. It's oh so my annoying. God. Also, you have a partner and she's great. And you... Dating. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that another. Best. Dating is the worst and the, the best. best. <laughs> That's my new single. <laughs> nice. Dating is the worst and the best. Look out for it on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever. TikTok. And TikTok. Um, okay, so back to the subject. I love that. I love that little thing that we, little song that you made. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today's chapter, chapter three, mm-hmm. is. Um, it's about cancer yeah. and how. How we handled it, each of us. I think we touched on it a little bit in last yeah. in the last episode. Episode but... two, I talked about kind of <clears throat> my perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 now we're going to get into the 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 meat, the source of the cancer. Yeah. So I guess I'll start off because I'm the one who had cancer. Yeah. Um, I had uh, I was diagnosed mm-hmm. at age 27, which I thought was impossible. Mm-hmm. I thought breast cancer was like a 65 plus like kind of yeah. cancer. Boy, so, were we wrong. Yeah, I didn't know you could have breast cancer at that age. We were um, both pretty dismissive about it too. Yeah, so initially. when I first had like suspicions mm-hmm. of this like pain in my tightness, chest yeah. and the tightness and like a growth even, I had an ultrasound and the doctor was kind of suggesting I could either monitor it for six months or get a core needle biopsy. And I was like, needle? No, and he actually said that it would be painful and invasive process and I, that also further turned you off well yeah i was to, also concerned about insurance for some reason i don't know i was like but is yeah. it expensive right isn't, I that, was, isn't that crazy that's, yeah that's hard yeah so yeah that's one thing i country. learned is like you know what invest in yourself and be a, an advocate of your own health um, don't leave it to kind of like I mean, professionals, but... No, no, I mean, like, don't... When they say monitor it, it's kind of like, eh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. I would rather have peace of mind. Going back, I would have been probably like, yeah, you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Like, for example, um, this past week, I couldn't breathe, and I was, like, really coughing up, like, 
a lot. And were you just being dramatic? I was probably just being dramatic. I called I called Danny. I was like, Do you have our, our old inhalers? <laughs> I can't breathe. Please bring it over. And he's like, Oh my god. This is what you call maarte in um, Filipino culture. <clears throat> it's um in English extra. That's me. That's my middle name. Um, <laughs> That's what I learned from yeah. being married. <laughs> so I went to urgent care and I was there for five hours. Five hours. To tell, to to hear what? What was the news? To hear that my checks, checks, my chest x-ray was fine. And your checks bounced. <laughs> no, my checks did not bounce, but I got prescribed some prescription cough pills and an inhaler. After five hours. Five hours, wow. Of being there. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm fine. It's just being my arte. But hey, long story short, if you have a medical concern, just go take care of it. Yeah, get it checked out. And and yes, it is 100%. Oh, medical bills and all that stuff. But you know what? You're going to pay for it twice if you are, uh, if you Trust do Trust me, wrong. I had bills. Mm. Okay, so yeah. I would say less than two to three months later yeah I, it was between june through august, July, august. yeah august. august we were like yeah, yeah i was um i noticed in the mirror that my like this side this the left breast was overflowing in my bra cup and i was like this is not normal yeah. i had i had pretty small boobies 32a yeah. i think this became less of a blessing to me and more of a concern are, are we talking about you? Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about how I perceived your breasts. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, cool. Continue. So then I asked for another ultrasound. And when I um, got, that was on a Friday. And then I immediately oh, I saw them. Mm -hmm, wow. Course, because they, yeah. they wouldn't, they couldn't help me over the weekend. So they're like, on Monday, you can come in if you're really concerned. Come in for an ultrasound. Okay. And I ended up going, <clears throat> my dear and he took me to the UCLA like Women's Imaging Center, mm -hmm. and I was just supposed to have an ultrasound. And then when they, I was the youngest one there, um, I had the ultrasound, and they saw something, and they're like, "We're also going to do a mammogram." I was like, "A who? I, don't, I thought that was for old ladies, right?" And so That's they crazy. did the mammogram, yeah. and I don't know if you guys know this, but um, when you do a mammogram, you basically have to like. Take as much breast tissue as you can and smash them between two metal plates. I've heard. It yeah, it's really sucky. And um, I didn't have much to smash between the plates. So it was really painful. And then they were like, sorry, the results were inconclusive. And the doctor wants us to do it again. So they had already like everyone cleared out. It was almost closing time. They're like, we're going to do it again. Closing After the second time. time, they were like, we're going to... um." we're going to do a biopsy. And I was like, when? And they're like, we'll schedule another. I was like, no, we're doing it today. I'm here now. Oh. So literally they, they were shutting down, but they stayed open just for me. I had nurses holding either one of my hands and they shoved needle, this big old needle that was like hollow, shoved it in to three different places and took samples. And you could see they were already really concerned. And I was asking them, like, what does it mean? When will I find out the results? And she was like, let's just wait to see what the report says. Yeah. When really I knew from the way she said it that it was really concerning. And do you think they were <clears throat> extra concerned because you're so young? Do you think that had anything to do I with it? I think it was already spreading. They were like, yeah. And it was big enough. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically it was, um, I mean, good on them for getting it done and everything that day. 
Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right. Oh, what were we talking about? Uh, okay. Uh, oh, uh, so my question was, they were so concerned because... Um, because I was young and because they probably saw an advanced... Um, I don't know, advanced cancer, basically, because yeah. it had it spread. It wasn't in just one area. It yeah. was in, there were two lumps. And okay. then yeah. they Can you probably, explain that biology of that, like how it spreads and at what point you were? So basically, listeners. cancer is a mutation in your cells. Okay, that's too far back. I think okay. people know what that is. But Great. I mean, in terms of breast cancer, when you get it, then what is the next stage? What are the stages? Oh, how? okay. Well, first of all, you can get breast cancer in different areas and there are different types of breast cancer. Oh. So some of the breast cancers out there are um, responsive to hormones and mine was not that type. It was res- it was caused by a um, overproduction of a protein called HER2. So with HER2 positive, it was ER and PR negative. So those are our hormones, um, estrogen and progesterone. Oh. And it wasn't responding to that. So it wasn't the type where, you know, my, my eldest sister and my aunt both had that kind of cancer. Um, and stage one is where you, you know, it's very localized and it's easily like you could remove it and you should be okay. It's like a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stage two is a little more advanced. Stage three is even more advanced where it's like aggressively like spreading. Metastasizing, yeah. When it has metastasized to another organ in your body, it's stage four. And that means it's like it's it's spreading and it's really hard to to treat that because it's already been like so invasive everywhere around the body. And different so, parts of the body respond differently to different treatments and everything. So it's like a whole nother level of confusion and chaos. <clears throat> so mine was set stage three because it was in my breast, but it was moving into my armpit. It was moving into the armpit, right? Which so the lymph nodes, are the there. lymph nodes, and then it could move into the whole lymphatic system and move into other lymph nodes around my body and travel and go around to the, the body. So they had to catch it and act quickly because they didn't want it to com- like right, continue right, spreading. Yeah. So the first course of action was to do chemo. Um, so that was really hard. I did six rounds of chemo. Each one was about three, three or four weeks apart, I think. Yeah. And um, I remember um, one thing about the treatment too, the kind of cancer that you had, the HER2 positive, um, the treatment for that hadn't been developed until very recently. Yeah, it right? was. It, there's that. a targeted therapy called yeah. um, HER2. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a targeted chemo just for that um, protein. So, and it was, I think, it was developed at UCLA. But yes, so we, I was really lucky to be a UCLA patient. Mm-hmm. I was also put on. I voluntarily um, uh, participated in a trial, a drug trial. And that wrecked me. So they took me off after a few weeks of being on that. Um, And after six rounds of chemotherapy, um, after losing my hair, after, you know, my eyebrows thin, my eyelashes, everything, it was was really, really uh, taxing. So if any of you have been through that, you know what that's like. If you haven't, it's, it causes a lot of nausea. It, it's really hard to sleep. Um, your brain feels like it's on fire. You can't from, you can't remember a lot of things. You have like chemo brain. From what I the little <clears throat> I do know about chemotherapy, it is a poison. Yes. You are poisoning your body. And, you're trying to kill the bad cells, but in the, in alive. the process, yeah. mm-hmm. you're killing good cells as well. Yeah. So, so you can't matter. you can't like 
be selective yes. of which cells you're going to kill. You're yeah. just like killing everything. Yeah. And hoping that your white blood cells will um, recover recover and and heal everything that, that was, you know. Killed. So like, if you have a other, if you have a weakened immune system already, if you tend to get sick and colds and flus a lot, mm -hmm. this treatment, any kind of cancer treatment would basically wreck you. Take you out potentially could take you all out. the way yeah yeah it's okay. why a lot of people don't survive and a lot of older people especially um, yeah so yeah luckily i was pretty strong and i had a great support system um my mom is a nurse and she was there a lot of the time mm -hmm. um, my sisters were amazing my best friend um and i had a lot of people who actually like showed up out of nowhere who were friends of mine in college or at different parts of my life who were yeah. like, Hey, we care about you. And so that was really great. That was really nice to see people, um, who I hadn't heard from yeah. just show their love and support. And that's, uh, something that was really interesting for me to see is that it's not, you know, not everyone is your best friend and shows up every time, but people out there, you know, wish you well. And when you're not doing well, will show up. Well, I mean, everyone handles crisis and trauma in a different way. Absolutely. So I did not fault anyone who I thought would show up who didn't show up, um, yeah. except for you. I did fault you. Absolutely. And <laughs> no, I was I was about to say, I was about to literally just say, and all the people that showed up, I was not one of them in a way that I'm proud of at all. Right. You know, I. But you were the closest to it. You had to see. A lot of that go down and you're it's it's kind know, of like I, yeah I, traumatizing i don't understand <laughs> and I, I think i'm getting better now i'm like one of those people who see people crying or whatever i'm like it okay it's okay like now you know so imagine how bad i was you know over a decade ago yeah. but um yeah for, we had a yeah sorry. we you know it, it was uh it was i yeah and then also having a two-year-old so we had wonderful friends um Two of Maxwell's godmothers took him in whenever I would have chemo and put him in a different school for yeah. that week. It was it was really a blessing to have so much support. Yeah. Um. And I was just trying to work. Yeah. I was just like, God, I got Scott. This is what that's all I can do. I can't. I can't help her. That's all, all I, you knew how to do. And all I had to do was show up. I will say this: there is my my salvo in this entire scenario, and this is something actually concrete that I'm kind of proud of um we being artistic types um uh, we wrote a short film about your experience insert going into insert the thumbnail here oh yeah yeah it's called the, <laughs> you can act yeah wait called, hold on go ahead it's called breast, breast day, day ever. ever so Jin wrote this um short film about what it was like to tell all of my loved ones that I had cancer and also my coworkers. And, and we, you'd be surprised about like the responses that you get when you're the one with cancer and yeah. then you have to tell somebody. Yeah. It's also it's almost like you have to like put your own feelings aside because they're about to just like yeah. feelings dump on you. Like, yeah. oh my God, are you gonna be okay? And so the craziest things, obviously we kind of like amped up the, the humor in yeah. it. Yeah, so, <laughs> we made it a little bit more ma'arte. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's the word of the day. Ma'arte. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, we obviously amped up uh, the drama a little bit. But, um, you know, they, they were the reason we were inspired to write this was because of the fact that from 
the doctor that initially diagnosed her, it, not not the treatment doctors, but their initial. Do- it was like the. <clears throat> it was my weird, OBGYN. Yeah, it was just such a weird um, series of responses, and we just started laughing because we couldn't do anything else about it. And this was, you know, kind of, uh, you just you had started treatments, um, and so anyway, we wrote this thing to kind of make ourselves laugh, and you can look it up on YouTube. Um, called breast day ever okay wait am i gonna put you're gonna put the thumbnail right it's here? every time i say breast day ever it's gonna pop up right here yeah it's what i do <laughs> um so i mean that was kind of part of my journey of like kind of coping with it and trying to figure out ways to like for me to cope with it and something that you know you could star in as well that i thought would be kind of a cool thing for us to work I on. I hope you I would hope you would, would include me and not recast me and be like <laughs> this person playing my wife that would be yeah, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because I still had my hair. I still had, like mm-hmm. I was still capable. Yeah, it was like like before my first round of chemo or right after my first. I round think of so because at the end of it, after editing and everything, um, there's a special clip of a very like candid moment of oh when I shaved my head when I when I, when I cut your hair mm-hmm. my first you know from the length to shorten yes. it because you were starting to lose your hair. I was. So it I, was I like think... around the sec the second um, round of chemo, second or th- oops, second or third round of chemo, where I literally would just touch it and then oh, like chunks yeah. of it would fall out. And I was at work. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep, I can't, I can't stay here. I have to go home. And my supervisor was like, just don't touch it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks wow, for thank your support. You for problem solving. You're so wow. right. It was the hair falling you know out that what? was the issue. Yeah. My, it's my fault for yeah, touching it. Yeah. I yeah. should just leave it. It'll so be fine. That just gives you an insight on on the kind of things that you, you could look forward to if you uh, go pull this uh, short film up. Yeah. Please excuse my really bad acting. As mine. Well. <laughs> Listen, you look back and you're just like, oh, I would have made a different choice or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, yes, maybe you should have recast me with somebody else. <laughs> but I think, you know, and, and and going back to your journey with all that, I thought that this was something that I can offer. Sure. This is the way you cope. This this and yeah, and you know, this was the initial stages and I wasn't sure exactly how I was gonna, you know, uh, be able to deal with the the course of everything else that happened after that. Mm-hmm. Obviously not well. Um but you know that I I, I think that's was my kind of um way of trying to mm-hmm stay connected with you and yeah. try to inspire and whatever. And, you it know, at the good. end of the day, I think we have something at least we could yeah. show our friends. And- I mean, it was good. It, it, it did not serve as the, it was not enough. Basically it, mm. you couldn't just say, I did this. Yeah. He supported you. Yeah. I did this. Um, but it was, it was still a great, uh, it was a gift. It was yeah. a nice gift. Yeah. Um, and I am glad it helped you a little bit through it. Yeah. Um, so after chemo, the next step was um, a bilateral mastectomy. So yeah. I opted to do bilateral because even right. though I didn't have cancer in the right breast, I wanted them to be symmetrical. So I said, just take them both. <laughs> Not only that. So that was kind of mm-hmm. that was kind yeah. of superficial. But also they said there is a slight chance that it could show up in the next one. Yeah. In the other side. So I said, I don't want that chance. Just take all the breast tissue and reconstruct. So first I had to get rid of the tissue and we can insert my blog here called once upon a boob. And this, there are graphic images of the surgery and even what the breast tissue that they extracted looked like. 
Um, and then after that, they place these things called spacers, and they're really rigid. Yes. Like I don't know what they are. Yeah, like, they just stretch the skin out, right? It's it feels it felt for... like Tupperware inside my chest. <clears throat> no gracias. And then I don't even they... like Tupperware in the pantry. <laughs> so then they would inject every week a little more saline into my chest to give me the re- the desired size. So uh, double I... D's. No nuts. No, um, I was a 32A and now I'm a 32B. <laughs> so uh, I used to wear like Victoria's Secret push-up bras and I said, they said, how big do you want to go? I was like, well, can you just make me look like this so I don't have to wear a push-up bra anymore? He's like, yeah, we could do that. And Aww. I could even like, I could have gotten bigger, but honestly, that process of stretching my skin was torturous. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. It's like, it's like wearing the tightest bra. And then never being able to take it off because it's inside your skin. That's a horror movie. It's, <laughs> it still feels that way, to be honest yeah. with you. Sometimes it itches and oh. I realize it's not like on the outside of my skin. It's like on the inside. And I'm just like, maybe like the nerves, I'm regaining feeling. They're finally coming alive. or And it's 10 years later. Yeah. And um, Or like the silicone implant is like, I don't know, doing something inside. And I'm like, it's so itchy i wish i could like just go in there and, just you oh, know oh god like a little like a back scratcher but for inside exactly. your skin so, sometimes i forget too i'm in public like at work and i'm like i'm just like doing this i'm like rubbing my chest and i'm like yeah. oh oh that's not a thing it's that people do acceptable no i can't just like grab my, <laughs> grab my boobs yeah um so yeah there's that also i didn't elect to get so wait time nipple out. reconstruction no no no. okay okay sorry, okay, sorry, wait sorry. i didn't elect to get nipple reconstruction because i didn't want to have to wear a bra the rest of my life so i just have these like gnarly scars across my chest and i'm hoping that one day i'll save enough money one day to get like tattoos that are like 3d looking nipples like the shading is so good but like it's expensive Oh, you, so that was a cosmetic procedure? Yeah, it's not it covered by insurance. Oh, because so, I remember the doctor talking about that, and I thought you got it done. You, you, no, I didn't get it done. Damn. That's funny that you don't know that. That's right. I have not seen your boobs since, <laughs> since <laughs> surgery. Breast cancer. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> she is that's, really fucking that, hilarious. That's I'm like, a, I'm like realizing this now. I'm like, the light bulb moment. Yeah, like, yeah. We, yeah oh my god actually yes so my the only image i is from pre since you were 27 25 20 wait 27 27. yeah yeah actually that's funny so weird to think about like random facts like that it's just like holy well and then i five months later after we broke up and i was still going through like my last bit of treatment i met i met um my daughters yeah and he was actually the first one to see And that was a really traumatizing experience. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to sleep with you and I don't have nipples. Sorry, that's going to be weird. I'm so sorry. Luckily, he was very like, you're fine. (laughs) You want their breast cancer. You're fine. But um, yeah, so I didn't elect to have that. I still don't have nipples. Um, But what were you going to say? I I just felt like I had to share that. I love I love that you did. I mean, you know, that's very that's it just shows how long and how far you've come. You know, in terms I'm, of when I have vanity too. You know, it's it's a little bit of personal vanity, but yeah. also just kind of really dealing with the reality of your situation. I'm proud of you for that. Thanks. Well, when I had like I had relatives on on her 
yeah. on her dad's side ask me like, are you're breastfeeding, right? Are you breastfeeding? And I want to be like, I don't have nipples. I went through breast cancer. Yeah. I have no choice but to give my child formula. But I didn't like want to be rude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just said, no, I'm breastfeeding. I mean, I'm not I'm not breastfeeding. I'm I'm feeding her formula. Um but the people who did know eventually like kind of figured it out. <laughs> um I just didn't want to be like, no, dude, I had cancer. I can't do that. Yeah. Anyways, you didn't so, you didn't just like wave that flag around be like I know I really I'm wanted. a survivor. I'm a survivor. You know what I, mean? like, I really wanted to. Yeah. Anyways, uh after I had the reconstructive surgery, I had to have radiation. And that's actually around the time that we split up. So I moved to Lancaster to be with my sister and they um and I moved from UCLA to I think Antelope Valley Hospital or something okay. like yeah, that. Yeah. Um right. and I did uh I think I did six weeks of radiation there. Um, so radiation is different from chemo? Yeah, chemo, they pump poison into your yes. blood, or not blood, into your system through yes. your veins. Uh -huh. I, I had a port in my literally like... Wait, can you use that port and stick something in there and scratch the inside of your boobs when dude, it gets it's itchy? gone. The port is gone. Oh. I had a port removal. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> um, so, wait, radiation is when they literally like stick you on... I was on like this slab slab and I have five different tattoos. It's my only ink that I have, but they had to give markers where they had to line up the light. Um, and so they, they used five dots to line it up every day. And then they would like zap me for like, I don't know. Five, like in the chest area. Yeah. For like five minutes with like intense radiation. Like it's like Do you know light. what kind of radiation it was? Was it gamma radiation? Bro, I don't know. Right. Do Let's you look have it periods up. where you black out and you wake up in purple sh shorts? Yeah. Around like destroyed buildings and stuff? Yes. Oh my God, this is incredible. I'm, You're the incredible. I, I am the incredible Hulk. You're the incredible Zulk. Zulk. <laughs> Zandy Hulk. What kind, what kind of radiation is, creates cancer, right? Sure, yeah. Creates cancer. We're go ogling it. We're Googling it. Gamma rays. It is. <laughs> X-rays, gamma rays, and charged particles. X-rays, gamma rays, charged particles. So. No wonder uh, I'm so crazy. Oh, God, yeah. Um. So that happened. And here's another link to my blog okay. where you can see a graphic photo of how dark and burnt my skin was. It was oh. toasted. It was brown. It looked like leather. Like after you got back from Hawaii? No, worse than that. It was burnt. It was so brown. Really? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, sun radiation. It makes sense. Wait, you've never have you? Did you read my blog? You know, I think at that point I was trying to so recover no. from. Yeah, it would be interesting for our, you to like look at it, and yeah. you could actually see photos of my breasts after surgery. <laughs> I was not afraid to share that. You know, yeah. and there's other people out there who probably are going through breast cancer or have gone through breast cancer. Um, and that, and those images actually really help them. I've had people who are like, thank you so much for writing about it. That's amazing. And yeah. now I kind of know what to expect and what, what you went through. Um, and even sharing the really graphic images. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Wait. So, I mean, and I remember in pop culture, like Christina Applegate, the actress, Kelly Bundy from married with children and all that. She got a double mastectomy as well because of the same reasoning that you had 
right? I think there are other celebrities that also did that, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize like, I guess it makes sense, you know? Well, there are about- even, <clears throat> I can't remember if it was Angelina Jolie or somebody, somebody who was like, just preemptively. They, yeah. They had like stage one breast cancer and they're like, you know, preempt- preemptively, I'm just going to get yeah, rid of all yeah. of it and just get a, a boob job. Yeah. So yeah, I have some, I have, I have fake boobs. There's no nipple, no yeah, nipple, but also it's literally just the chest wall of muscle and an implant against it. So it's like when I like flex my muscles, it looks weird because you could just see. Oh, <laughs> wait, do you have to? I know it's not inappropriate because there's no nipples. <laughs> right. It's not so, going to be censored. Um, And I know with the cosmet- cosmetic implants, um, you have to get them replaced every t- 10 years or so. 10 to 15. 10 to 15 yeah, years. So, so that's something com- you're going to have to yeah. look forward to. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to have surgery again okay. in the next few years. Damn. Yeah. Surgery is crazy. It's invasive. And you're talking about nerve endings earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> having broken now, what, five bones? Jeez. Yeah. So, um, oh, this this is probably the closest thing to scarring. You're showing your collarbone on yeah. the camera. This is a podcast, remember? Yeah, I know. But in case anybody watches the video. So I'm showing... <laughs> It's about a six, seven inch scar Eesh. on my shoulder blade because it broke my collarbone and they fixed it. So they're going in there and there's like metal and stuff in there. So like is a scar, what kind of, like how big are your scars? Are they like? Yeah, I would say they're about that size. Are they like discolored like this too? Yes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have two of like ones about that And big. I have one sliced down in my armpit as in well. armpit area. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I look at them now and I say, well, you survived. Mm-hmm. You know, they're no longer like, oh, I'm sad. Sometimes I get sad and that's okay. Yeah. But mostly I look in the mirror and I say, you're a badass. You survived. Good for you. Good job. Good for you. And good job, medicine and science, right? Yeah, science, man. I mean, it's not perfect, but, you know, I think we're all trying to do our best and, um, I'm glad. I'm, I'm. I am very relieved that they, you know, found a treatment that right. worked for your type of breast cancer too. Cause... It was rough though, and it it is the reason why we not we uh, titled this episode "Cancer Versus Marriage." Yeah, who won? Cancer, cancer, cancer won the the battle between cancer versus marriage, but yeah. I won the battle against cancer. Yes, Bitches. you did, and I lost everything. <laughs> I really did. You regained your freedom. You needed to. Honestly, honestly. yeah, for freedom is sometimes overrated. But you needed to find yourself. But I I needed to find myself. I think that's the thing, too, you know, and and I think we spent some time trying to find ourselves in with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of the first time in both of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a key milestone that. We are now figuring things out like as individuals. And because of that energy, I think that's why, you know, I, I felt like we needed to kind of have these conversations and talk about stuff that hurt us and affected us so deeply back in the day. Yeah. And now we're healing, we're actively healing from them. So yeah. go us. Go us. Go therapy. Again, yeah. we're toasting our therapists and yeah, absolutely. props to our therapists. Okay. So I want to, one more time, I want to, what is your, uh, the link for, the the vlog okay so it's 
onceuponaboob.wordpress.com. Okay, great. Onceuponaboob.wordpress.com. And, and what, how do we? How can we find the the short film on YouTube? Ah, yes, I love this. We have content. <laughs> 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 We're offering content. This is called value, listeners. Um, yes, uh, the the short is called Breast Day Ever, and. Uh, we came up with that after many, many hours of hemming and hawing and creative walls that we've hit. Um, and it was, it is still live on YouTube. Yeah. And it's a play on how it was actually not the best day ever. <laughs> it was the worst day ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's good for a laugh. Um, and I think. And my favorite character is played by you. our friend Jerry Ying. Ah, he plays the doctor yeah. who diagnosed me yeah <laughs> somehow case. he perfectly encapsulated just the callous energy <laughs> of the ob yeah yeah. Like, yeah it has to be a man and he has to be he has to mansplain it yeah. <laughs> and he has to be completely insensitive absolutely so yeah, yeah. go check that out um go check out her blog i am definitely gonna go check it out because i <laughs> yeah i to- totally forgot that you had that going on and i just was like mm, poor me how do i survive this mm-hmm. um but you know i did and you did Yeah, we did. We sure did. We're here today to to tell the story and -hmm. and talk about how it definitely played a huge role in our divorce, Um, you know, in the end of our marriage. It wasn't the only thing, but it definitely was a huge factor Mm -hmm. um, in a marriage that was already really... It really highlighted all the weaknesses Mm -hmm. already there. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's... uh... I can't even call it a blessing in disguise. That's just such a stupid statement. Um, I mean, it was it was part of our journey, mm-hmm. part of our path, and yeah. it brought us to where we are today. And I'm so grateful that we can that we can sit here and tell the story and reflect on the things that we learned, yeah, the shitty things that we went through, the you know the the moments of you know of oh, yeah, of, yeah. of of positivity and joy that you know right. that we were able. Oh, to find. I also want to plug some cancer music I wrote. Oh, so I actually do. wrote. Is it on Spotify? It isn't. I, should, I don't even know how to do really? that, That's you guys. Like the, I don't know how to do that. Someone help her, please. please anyone, someone, yeah. if you if you know how to do that, we have an email. I'm sure. Yeah, we used to be married at gmail.com. But also, I could probably just Google it and find out how to upload my own music. My, yeah, but why would you want to do that? <laughs> effort. You don't want to put in effort. So I wrote some really cool music with my brother-in-law, um, while I was living at his house, and. They are the best songs I feel like I've ever written because they were they were born out of a lot of pain, and I wanted to transform that into something, some art, right? So yeah, I think see? that's we, that, we had artistic outlets yeah. that we tried to yeah. Really, yeah, art really helped us cope, mm-hmm. and I think that was one of the bullet points <laughs> on our outline today. Like, how did we cope? Yeah, and I'm really glad that we had those outlets. We had the short film. We have I had the blog. I had the music. Yeah. And um Oh yeah, and shout out to all of our friends who made that short film for free. Julie, yeah. Julius and Caesar Salad Productions and you know, love all those guys. Did a couple uh podcasts episodes with their um Yeah. With their production company too. Yes. So recently. Was it Caesar Salad Productions? Yeah. <laughs> what? What's it called? Oh his company his company is called yeah, Caesar Salad. Salad. Oh. Uh, also the uh, uh Julius's podcast is called Shooting the Shit. It it is a live stream radio show. So check that out um, on Wednesdays, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So we had a lot of friends involved in 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 our journey and artistic stuff and things that we were doing to, you know, really to cope, cope with, every, with cancer with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So you're not so, alone. Yeah. If you are if you are going through cancer, 
God bless you. Uh, and you know, I, I definitely think that my mental health and positivity and support group, all of that played a huge factor in my healing. So reach out, don't be afraid to say when you need help or when you're going through it. And, um, you know, you'd be surprised to see how many people want to be there for you. They just don't know how Mm. a lot of people who are, you know, close to a loved one who is going through cancer, they just don't know what to say. They don't want to say the wrong things or they do say the wrong things and then it backfires. Um, so sorry, (laughs) I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about our breast day ever stuff. But anyways, I'm just saying, don't be afraid to say, hey, I need this. I need food. I need someone to take me out. I need someone to walk with me in the park. I need someone to help me buy clothes that are like comfy because my skin is irritated by chemo. I need someone to bring me seaweed soup, Korean seaweed soup, or to, yeah, to give me a hug. Um, Or I need you as my spouse to show up to my chemo sessions. Fine. <laughs> yeah, so that is what cancer was like. Cancer versus marriage. Cancer won that battle. Marriage cancer did not. won, marriage zero. Cancer won. But then you got married again, so <clears throat> marriage also won again. But then now you're not married anymore, so back to zero? Is that how it works? <laughs> Those are different battles. Okay, all right. But that specific battle between my cancer and our marriage Cancer won that battle. Yeah, definitely. But we also, in a different, in a different battle against negativity and life and positivity, uh, we're here now to say we, we are winning. We're winning life right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, get yourself checked out. Go to therapy and yeah. ask for help when you need it. And remember, it's, it's not, not always, always about, about you. you.